Yes, we're here, are. we're here, we're here. Time is on my side. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, that was yes, it is. <laughs> <With the gospel. laughs> Closing down the gospel hour. Yeah. Closing down the gospel hour. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's the most cliche. <laughs> Right, you know, <laughs> that's that. Sure that's a new school. Mm, yeah, I guess. Oh uh, yeah. But anyways, so so I'm up here <laughs> drinking some. What is this called? This We're, is some type of green drink. Like y'all, it tastes like the grass from outside. <laughs> but how would you know what grass tastes like? You know what? I think I tasted grass one time as a child. I can. I can I think feel we all it. Have. Yeah, I can I'm feel pretty it. Pretty sure we all. Yeah. Have. yeah, yeah. I remember the blade. Of the grass, <laughs> no, but anyways, <laughs> but uh, but it, I put some stevia in it, so gotta get them greens, y'all. Get and your I'm greens. drinking matcha green tea, which also tastes like grass. And I'm green. drinking chamomile tea, so if I fall asleep halfway in between this podcast, Mm-mm. forgive me <laughs> for showing that I'm sleep. Mm-mm. Somebody's <laughs> really singing today with Somebody, all kind of Mariah. Somebody's <laughs> really singing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's that classic Mariah run. It is all right. Or um, also known as the Ariana Grande run. Mm. <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> now, speaking of which, I saw a video. I don't know if this was cut and spliced or what, um, but it showed Ariana Grande sitting <laughs> in the audience. About the awards. Yes, and, and, and Mariah's Mariah's like, like, I know I've inspired some, some of people, you. <laughs> so I hear or something like that. I, now, I is that true? Was, were know. they really in the same vicinity? Like it in the same place to me. Me too. Because I felt like if it was a real clip, we would have seen it in more publications right. and blogs. Exactly. But I saw that too. I thought it was hilarious. It was hilarious. And I think that anybody who I'm like a low-key lamb, like back in the day. I really prefer like 90s Mariah. I'm like a vintage yeah. lamb. Yeah. So right. I actually don't like the term lamb. You know, the whole let's <laughs> slaughter thing. Oh, I used to really yeah. appreciate Mariah Carey's uh, prodigious talent at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that she's not good now, but I like, she went through a phase. For me, yeah, I'm turning vocal coach Eric off right now. So for those of you listening, <laughs> I know we could go in on her voice and the health and the tech. The, but I mean, musically in the 90s there was a phase that she went through where she was very bluesy mm-hmm. and yes. i really enjoyed that yeah. yeah and um and i also like when she first like started to venture into the hip-hop-ish place you yeah. know yeah. like she has a song if you really into Mariah, like i was back in the day on um the butterfly album called baby doll mm-hmm. that was my jam mm-hmm. that was my jam right mariah there Fran- fans yeah you know from mariah fans you know mm-hmm. but um i know it yeah mm-hmm. yeah but yeah you know ariana grande is good too but you know what the thing is that I, that I was trying to explain to a student of mine because I was saying that Ariana Grande sings in a much healthier, consistent way than mm-hmm. I've ever heard Mariah sing before. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, because they were like, well, Mariah at Ariana Grande's age um, would have been singing much better. Like her voice would have definitely been bigger, mm-hmm. richer, and arguably more expressive, yes. Mm-hmm. But Ariana Grande's voice is free as the fuck. Like her voice is really yeah, free. She's, is. she's in command of her instrument in a technical way that Mariah never was. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from, you know, <laughs> I don't want to pull this card, but it's coming from the from the perspective of a world-renowned vocal coach. It's a coming. <clears throat> it's, it's a coming. It's a coming. That's my little Ariana Grande impersonation. <laughs> but um, but back in the day, the Mariah was vicious. Like she yeah, was, she, she was. was like vocal goddess <laughs> level. She but was. I like I like the bluesy, and maybe it's a stereotypical thing coming from the ones. I appreciate like that bluesy kind of mm-hmm. like soulful. Her voice was richer and bigger. Mm-hmm. But Ariana Grande has her own little special thing too. I don't feel like she's is emotionally connected yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like she still cares a lot about sounding good. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I think a lot of older people. And people who've maybe lived a little bit more can't really connect to her music. Mm-hmm. She don't really. The vocal coach in me is like, hmm, what healthy nasal resonance? Right. Release into the upper register and mm. relaxed jaw. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. But as far as a right. person, I don't feel like she's singing my life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather listen to Lauren Hill crack on her um, Unplugged CD. Unplugged CD. You know, really. Yeah. So. Which was great. It was, and and her voice was cracking all over, and, and, that's, and that's not me being that's not me being derogatory. <laughs> her voice is cracking left and right, right. but she's so sincere mm-hmm. that I, I listen to it over and over again. You yeah, know? I tell yeah. my clients that too. Well, that certain certain tracks, so some some of them, she's right. Like, okay, getting mighty preachy there. No, I, was, I, I yeah. tell yeah. my, my clients that, that you know we we want to have a balance between the technical aspect, but you have got to tell the story. You know, you've got to be able to communicate those emotions, and um, we want to feel. Yeah. I want I want to hear a nice clean voice too, and I like grit and all that, but I want to feel the. Well, it's like for passion. you, and, and I know a lot of you listening are singers. And Give Michael recently let me hear um, 
Tone was giving a talk yes. about um Be Slade. Yeah, yeah, Be Slade. Woo-hoo. Yeah. On how, you so know, you do your audience a disservice. Like he one thing I appreciate about him mm-hmm. is that um the musical maturity and musicality mm-hmm. and that he's not just even though he has the capacity to riff almost anybody under the table mm-hmm. um with like robotic precision right he has a respect for the music mm-hmm. and one thing he was saying that he understands how many of us as singers we feel immense pressure to show out right on the jump right and i, I used to feel that way too like at the beginning of a song like i gotta show everything i could do right away especially if you're singing gospel I'm but like, you're doing uh, yes but you're doing your audience a disservice by yeah. not telling, like I, I was just telling um a teacher i'm training earlier today I've been to churches where the, where the singer starts off with, ah, mm-hmm. and be like, yes, praise Jesus. And they sing and an amazing like, grace. You I'm like, one but word. you didn't even, <laughs> like, you, what happened? Li- you didn't say a single word right. yet. Where's the you melody? You caught the Holy Ghost <laughs> right. from, you caught the Holy Ghost from a riff. Mm-hmm. Ah, Come on, theatrics. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes. Praise um, him. That's, but, but that's where the anointing lies. I was like, you can get that in an R&B it's concert. In that, like, in that run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm being sarcastic. Anointed. I'm being sarcastic. So anointed. Yeah, so yeah. it's whatever. You know, I just, but I, yeah, tell tell the story. Yeah, and he he really emphasized that, and it was great to feel hear. something, damn. But the, the funny thing about it is, I wonder how many people are listening, because Tony is wildly popular, especially among singers, but then some of them ain't taking his advice. Clearly. They're really not. Well, B Slade, you you put it out there, but I don't know. You so try. It's up to the people. It's up to the it's people. It's up to the people now. You've done so all you can do. Jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about bandwagon, oh. I hate people. No, I'm kidding. Would you say I hate people no? Too. I'm kidding. Oh gosh. Okay. We love well, people. We I'm love here. you. Oh. <laughs> Were you about to say? No, I was gonna say. Um, um. Oh, I wanted to clear the air about last week's social experiment. Oh, oh yeah. yes, we're gonna yes. clear the air. I just want to say that me, Demarcus, and Michael are all in a triune relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm the head. Oh my god! Up. You know somebody out there is gonna so believe that. I know to yeah. the core. I probably shouldn't even joke like that. <laughs> we ain't we, in no triune. We are now as one. <laughs> the sex is three times as incredible as you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be putting it down. That's why. <laughs> no, I'm basically last week we um, just kidding. Briefly talked about. Just how you know? I don't even remember. We were talking. Why did we say no? We were talking. We were talking about how, and we don't hate people. Sorry, I'm just thought about what I said. We were joking. That's for later. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Maybe you were joking. No, I'm just just kidding. Um, we were talking about how um, at some point we mentioned the fact that I was in a relationship. Oh yeah. And how I couldn't. Somehow we got to the point of saying that when you're in a relationship, people a lot of people come at you even harder. Yeah. Instead of it being a deterrent. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, so that's where that came in. So I decided to change my Facebook status, didn't say anything about it, didn't mm-hmm. like anybody's comments, <laughs> just changed it, and right. I just wanted to see how people would react. Mm-hmm. The public reactions were actually a lot stronger than I thought they would be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody was like, congratulations, and blah, 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 blah. Some of them were heartfelt, some of them not so much. I won't mm-hmm. name any names. I but, will. But it was kidding. the... Um, it was it. the private messages and text messages and things that i received that were most Isn't interesting that always the way yeah ain't gonna call nobody out <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh they were very interesting and um some of them were congratulatory right and others were like what's going on in your life mm-hmm. what are you like who is this person mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like, well what's funny so. to me is that people came to me asking about you and michael and i think that's oh, kind of yes. hilarious yeah um yes yeah that's kind of <laughs> That also, is hilarious. What's, what's hilarious is that they asked about you two, but what's more hilarious is that they didn't ask you and that they asked me. Right, right. <laughs> they asked me. Yeah. I always find that interesting. That about is very YouTube. interesting. So I think I that's kind of funny. Interesting. Yeah, and I was like, well, I changed my status too. Is am I chopped liver? Nobody. Let me stop. <laughs> well, I changed. I changed my status too. Let me tell you about this dumb experiment. No, I'm playing. It was, it was a great experiment. But I changed my status and did not realize that my privacy setting was set to only me. So no one even knew that I changed it. I was like, I'm not getting any feedback. What's going on? Nobody cares. Then I realized yeah, oh. I was like, um, I can't. I was like, I know you said you changed it, but I don't see anything on your page. Right. What are you talking and about? And then by the time I changed it, it was pretty much over. And I had already been posting. I'd already been posting other stuff. And I was like, oh well. People some- worry about Baltimore. They wasn't worry about you. Right. Right. So much so, for that. Yeah. Needless yeah. to say, it was very successful. And um, yeah, it proved a, a very strong point. Which was? Yeah. Which was that people tend to really want to come at you when you are 
taken yeah. yeah i think that that's a thing that's a human thing yeah. something about i think it's two things i think was one the whole people want what they can't have thing mm-hmm. and two there's something about knowing that someone else wants you makes you that more, makes you more desirable you know that reminds me of keep talking i'm a Pull it up. You know what? And it, it's not that it doesn't make sense. It, it does make sense. It's just wrong. I get it. it yeah, it's, it's just it's that just it's, wrong. it's just not the right like, no, way to go it. about things. You're just wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you can be single for a long time, and then all of a sudden, you get someone, and you're like, "Boy, wait." That kind of reminds me of this this little um, saying <laughs> that I saw on Instagram by this guy I follow. It, it's kind of related, and it says, "People miss you." When you either look good oh, or doing good, I saw that. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "That is so true." Ain't so it's kind of related, you know. Same type true. of concept that people will want you when you're taken. If I was you, you know I'd say yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> so, but very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. So, speaking Bluesy of people, kind of thing right? Right? <laughs> usually I'm not like this. <laughs> no, right. I'm usually the one that's just sitting listening to y'all. What's going on today? What is that going on? Tea. What's that? What's up in that tea? Slurp, slurp, slurp. I spiked mm. it with a little something. He says slurp, slurp, slurp. <laughs> no. This is not after hours. Okay, so I'm Baltimore to sober us up. This is the elephant yeah. in the room. If y- y'all y'all check out our Facebook pages, if y'all want to see it, we're not going to make the whole podcast about that. Mm-hmm. No, we're mm-hmm. sure that by now you've talked. To, it's it's important and everything, mm-hmm. but I'm sure this could be a little bit of an escape. Just know if you want to read some of our views, just go right. to our Instagrams and our Facebooks. But um, mm-hmm. we're gonna give you guys a little break from that, just because I know I don't know about y'all, but. The past few days have been... It's tiring. Baltimore is... No, it is seriously... It's emotionally draining, and eventually that emotional drainage starts to make you physically drained. Yeah. Exactly. It does. tired. Exactly. It is. Yeah. It's exhaustive, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so one thing that I had wanted to talk about... Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is kind of... This is like, so this is not a smooth transition at all. Right. But basically... um. I'm tired of people giving me a hard time for supposedly being light-skinned to it. Mm. And, um, <laughs> you know, actually, that's very interesting you brought that up. <laughs> well, while you're looking that up, yes. I recently had a client mm-hmm. who showed up an hour early for his session. Mm. And he, he was wrong. And I, I was with him. My clients, client. don't be showing up no hour early. Well, come, go <laughs> ahead. Continue. Most of my clients work with me through Skype. But I have a few, using my more professional clients, no offense to my Skype people, but and a lot of people work with me through Skype because they live in like other countries yeah, and other states. Yeah. But not a lot of people come to my home. Mm-hmm. But um, but he came an hour early, and when I'm teaching you, my phone is on silent and it's turned upside down. Right. And um, so I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But I have my little timer let me know like a 15 minute warning to wrap up. Basically, by the time I realized that he was there, he'd been waiting for a while. But um, long, to make a long story short, he was really annoyed. He was really upset, mm. and he and I, he was muttering under his breath. Like, yeah, she, she think she's light skin. Just light skin people think they could do whatever. Light mm. skin. Now, if you're white mm-hmm. or not black mm-hmm. and you're completely unfamiliar with what the hell we're talking about, mm-hmm. in the black community, some people refer to it as like the color complex. Yes. But there's this issue within blackdom of a hierarchy of superiority mm-hmm. or what some perceive as such yep. based on skin tone. Skin tone. And some people think that people actually are better or worse for it. Some people presume that people think they are better or worse for yes, it. Yes, that's and a good both cause Both cause problems. Mm-hmm. But in my case, ironically, growing up in New Orleans, I was given more flack for being dark and not being mixed enough in mm-hmm. appearance or not being racially ambiguous enough. And then I come to D.C. and people give me a hard time for presumably mm-hmm. thinking, you know, assuming that I think I'm superior just because of because of because the color of my skin or certain features that they think that I sh- that denote you know yeah whatever. Yep. and let's get to the root of it why would one be considered superior from these features what is what is it what are they saying what is it coming from I well, mean I know this I, I know, know that yeah. well to, I'm, let me not belabor but in New Orleans without yeah. going deep 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 into the history yeah back in the slavery days back when people in- was enslaved. Back in the days when, when they, they were slavery, slavery. and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um, there was a uh, people who were uh, of mixed people of color, yes. who were the descendants of um, basically like French, in particular, and Spanish slave owners, yeah, um, were able to have certain liberties that were mm-hmm. not afforded to um, slaves who either weren't mixed or didn't have you know the french basically came in and was like you know black people seem cool with us yeah and we gonna mix and i know specifically in new orleans growing up there's like a history of 
a lot of the lighter skinned people or the more mixed people had opportunities historically and for generations mm -hmm. that a lot of the other people, a lot of the other blacks did not have. Mm -hmm, so right. I'm, specifically, I mean access. Like I have great grandparents who had access to education in Paris and stuff like that mm -hmm. or we're inherited land. And that that kind of that resentment carries has carried over. I know in New Orleans pre-Katrina. And if you're listening from New Orleans, you can speak on this. New Orleans was kind of color-coded. Everybody mm -hmm. knows historically the Seven War was kind of Creolish. It was definitely changing around my generation, but historically the Seven War was kind of Creolish. Certain projects you didn't... Where I'm from, people based on how you look would say, oh, you look like you're probably Catholic. And they, they meant based on your skin color, based on certain features, based on your mm -hmm. hair texture. Or, um, you know, being dark-skinned to a lot of girls meant that you were stronger mm -hmm. and more manly. Um, yeah, to a lot of guys, he wanted a light-skinned girl because that meant more feminine right. and more womanly. Right. Right. It's fucked up, but, no, it but that's how they viewed it. It is. Know? It is. I had... I'm, I'm from Frederick. What's up, Frederick? Y'all out there? Nobody cares. Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Fre <laughs> Frederick. Frederick. <laughs> so I, I just say that to show the I make. just show no, that stupid. I say that to show the distinction of you know Eric and I are not from the same place. Um, so I don't have that context, but it's very similar. I remember growing up, um, being told that your hair, you, what are they? You have good hair. Yeah. You know, you have good hair. And um, hair. as I started to get older that feature got stronger and then my skin complexion and I, I do not consider myself light skinned now my sister Desiree if you're if you're, if you're listening I think she, she is light skinned than me yeah you she know is. so to me Desiree yeah. we love you like, we, like people but think you but you like it <laughs> but no 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 no, no, no. She, she, no she no she knows that she knows that <laughs> yeah, but no but okay. here's here's the reason why I, I mentioned <laughs> yeah. that yeah she knows she knows that but the reason why I mentioned <laughs> that is because people say that we dim are light skinned I don't consider us light skinned I consider us brown skinned now my sister I would consider light skinned or like Tisha Campbell from Martin like Gina she's light skinned to me like red bone well you know like a michael ely yeah that to me is yeah. light skin you know but anyway so i used to you know get those comments or whatnot and um i I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead because i want to get into the deeper part of like how did it make us feel when we got these mm -hmm. comparisons now it means nothing to me but since we're always keeping it real when i was younger to be constantly told you have good hair you have such nice skin complexion are you mixed are you this are you that it did instill within me a like. Hmm. That's well, what I mean. You just, you just hit a nerve right there because black people be forever talking about I'm mixed. Exactly, exactly. Not exactly. that it's not true, but like I kind of feel like what black American <laughs> right is not. And yeah, I know my people yeah. did the DNA test, and at one point on my Instagram and stuff, I was showing. I found it fascinating to know definitively. Yeah some concrete were, elements yeah. of like right because i didn't expect like the british part and the romanian the iranian parts yeah. of my heritage but i feel like what black american isn't, isn't mixed? mixed i know and, that, and that's the thing but i guess growing up in those times i get it though I, yeah I yeah get. i'm talking about those times like that long ago it's not a long ago but but growing <laughs> sure? up when we talk sure about, about that? i know right, shut <laughs> up. 75 I'm, years ago i'm 19 but when, we're, when we were talking about feeling superior or whatnot when people used to say that to me constantly it was like praising me you know, for and it those was intended features. as such, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I, that, that's a problem. And I'm going to interject this now. It's going to wait till later. But for anyone who's like, because we're going to explain it more as we keep going. But I recommend the movie School Days. Yes. That, that really is the name. Yeah, that would be a School Days. Example. It would be a perfect movie for you to see in a more clear, under, get a more clear understanding about how this has really affected our culture. But anyways. I can say for myself, actually, is my experiences have been the complete opposite. When I was growing up, so I felt like being, being yellow in Dallas. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What about yellow no, in Dallas? No, actually, he said it's so. What did you say? It's so hard being, hard, yellow, yeah, in being yellow in Dallas. Oh yeah. Well, you know, mm. no, but you know, growing up, I, I would constantly get the, um, you know, people would constantly tell me, "Oh, you joke yellow ass," and mm -hmm. you know, just and it felt it felt I, I felt bad for being mm. light skinned so I didn't know, like I didn't get all of that. You know, mm. you have. Good hair, even though we did when I was young. That shit nappy now, but uh, <laughs> your hair's even, not nappy. It's, it's nappy, just, and I don't. No, I own nappy, nappy. Yeah. and I own. No, nappy I love now. my hair. Ain't never nappy. I don't care. Demarcus, <laughs> see y'all can't see me in Demarcus right now. But, if y'all saw my hair right now, and if you saw listen. mine. <laughs> If we rubbed our hairs together, <laughs> our, our scalps together, we could. could Y'all, they we set, would set the world. They on would fire. set my apartment on fire. <laughs> this pride is so bad. And trust me when I tell you, up. I don't. I do not mind being seen with my hair in its natural state. I'm me actually. Neither. I'm actually me glad you said either. that because growing up, love you, dad. But oh my god, 
Don't go out the house without your hair being brushed. That's what my mom. It better be. Love, 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 love you too, house. dad. But yeah, yeah, yes, it was the exact yes. same in my house. Yeah. And, and the thing that pisses me off, like recently, and I hope you're listening now, but I had a woman from New Orleans give me a hard time about my hair. Talking about, yeah. oh, I thought you had good hair. You used to have good hair because I let my hair <sighs> wow. be all out, wild, and curly. And she was from New Orleans, mm-hmm. and I get the sentiment. But it's funny how white people can go out with bedhead and they'll pay money at a salon to, to get a messed up, tussled look. Right. And, I, and I'm just, when I was growing up, I was kind of taught that the natural curl of my hair was somehow vulgar right. or obscene or inappropriate to mm-hmm. be seen out in public. And, and I'm over that shit. I'll go out. It's my hair. It's right. the natural. It's my hair. Right. And it's healthy and it's thick. And it's woolly. Mm-hmm. And by golly, like, I yeah. like I it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. why it's growing out now. Yep, yeah, I'm growing my hair out again. Me sure too, man. I'm gonna do something different with it this year. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> to everybody who don't <laughs> and together to grow my hair by rubbing our scalps together, we're gonna end the energy problem in this country. <laughs> yes, please. Do. And me and Demarcus just joining our forces will fuel um, a small nation with, with power for at least combined. ten years. Yes. Yes. One rub. It's a wonderful fuel alternative. <laughs> oh Lord, y'all and are crazy. We're gonna really change the world with this. <laughs> Our hair will be frizzy, but so the aid to the human race, <laughs> <laughs> that can't be measured. So has anyone here, <laughs> so has, has anyone in this room ever had a color complex? I can say that. <laughs> no. Tell I know, the truth. No, I know, Tell I know, the I know truth. everybody gasped on that. I can honestly say that the only time I ever had it mm-hmm. was when I was younger. Like when I used to get those statements of. Well, I used to wonder, why is it a problem that I'm light-skinned? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it an issue? Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, the fact that my brother and I, Brandon, hey, what's up? What's, what's up, going B? On? Um, you know, he's darker skinned than I am. Right. So, they'd be like, oh, you know, why? It's so crazy. Y'all so, y'all, y'all colors are so different. Mm-hmm. But I used to wonder, like, why does that matter? So that was the only time I could ever say that it used to bother me. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, once I got a little older and started to understand, oh, okay, this is just a thing within the black community. Is, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's so care. it's so relative yeah. because it is growing up. Depending on who I was around, I get very different treatment. Mm-hmm. What's funny is when I moved to D.C., some of the black people here acted like I was the most exotic thing on two feet. Mm. I'm like, what are you? You look like, or like even sometimes if I was in New York, people would say like, I remember even in Silver Spring mm-hmm. when I first was living in an apartment in Silver Spring, I had this guy come to like fix the air conditioner or whatever. He was like, you Spanish? Mm. And he was like, a, he's Puerto Rican. He's like, you must get that a lot, huh? And I was like, uh, I guess it depends on having my facial hair, what I'm doing with, right. or what I'm doing with the hair on top of my head. I was like, yeah. sometimes, yeah. And um, it's really relative, but in New Orleans, I was actually given a hard time a lot by my li- I had a wide variety of friends, but my, my lighter skinned friends, the ones who were more passe blanc, mm-hmm. you know, you know, light skin, light eyes, they would call me blacky and stuff, jokingly, mm-hmm. but also kind of meant then definitely in a pejorative sense, you know, like yeah. you know, you know, oh, you're you know, you're darker, you don't you're not as you're not as beautiful right. as us, you know. And mm-hmm. um and there were girls who only wanted to date guys who looked a certain way mm-hmm. and whatever. So I kinda got it was so for me, what was so jarring was in New Orleans I probably got if I had a complex at all, it was feeling like um, I was viewed as being unattractive because I was more black. Mm. And I didn't necessarily want to be... What's, what's funny about me is I didn't necessarily want to be lighter or want to look different. I just kind of accepted that apparently I'm just not attractive. You know, I just kind of... I got That's the message that I got mm. from New Orleans as a whole growing right. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That since I didn't look like some of my family who are very light and some who could pass for other races right. easily, right. Um, that somehow I just was less attractive. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm smart and I'm talented, you know, so I guess right. you can't mm-hmm. win them all, you know. Right. So I just kind of accepted it. But when I came up here... The response that I got was so different mm-hmm. that to up here was really the first times I really started to get like, oh, you've got good hair or you got that kind of hair that you can just put product in and go or you just got like, you know, or you were just, you know, what did you mix? And it was so funny, especially um, heterosexual men, like men notice if you're attractive or not. And I'm not someone in a gay way. Men notice the same way women notice. Yeah, right. And, um, and the thing is, men have certain ways that they can let you know that they notice. Yeah. One of the ways is, oh, I bet you be getting them hoes. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's up, pretty yeah. boy? To, to, you know, Are yeah, you pretty oh, boy? This, now this that, pretty nigga right here. After, after yeah. I grew, once I grew up, that was something that start, that was a new phrase for me. Pretty boy. Around and this is the like first, and this is the first yeah. place that I got that. And what annoyed me was, to me, pretty boy suggests effort to me. Right. That you like spend a lot of time mm. in the mirror printing. Yeah. Like, and, 
I wish you guys could see me now. I really, y'all know. I <laughs> no, <laughs> listen. Nah, I'm playing. I, I, I wake up. I wake up ten minutes before I have about to, leave. to say. Yeah. Like, anybody who's done <laughs> Skype lessons with me know I am. I, I am so low maintenance. It is not even funny. Like you it's will not. see a rough. You will see a rough looking Eric when you like it's like for photo shoots with Dim and stuff. Yeah. But for certain YouTube videos, I try to clean it up a little bit. Right, but in everyday right. life, I'm looking mad rough. But the thing is, a lot of these guys, what they really were talking about was features that I had no control over. Yeah. Right. Like my hair texture and my skin tone. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and I thought that was so like I had one student who was like, Oh no, you know, you look Dominican. And um and I was like, Okay. It was so out the blue. And mm-hmm. I think you might know what I'm talking about. And he was like, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. he was like, It's okay if you think you were like, you know, if you think you if you think you all that, like I get it. And I was like, where's this coming from? So right? light skin is like, equivalent not... to being all that, being better. And the whole thing about being mixed is being better. And I think yeah. and I was talking to Michael about this earlier today mm-hmm. in regards to the Baltimore stuff. And no, I'm not gonna get too too deep into that. Mm-hmm. My point is I think that we were talking about how a lot of people, in order to change your life yeah. and take control of your life, you have to acknowledge the truth about yourself, good and bad. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that we as individuals have to do that, but also we as a people, as black people have to do that as well. Mm. And one of the things that we as black people really have to be honest about is that with exception, perhaps present company, you know, being an exception, but in general, a lot of black people have a low sense of Mm self-worth. I think the fact that to be called mixed is a compliment says so much. It does. It It absolutely does. So the idea is that to be deluded, to be less black is to be better. Right. And I think that that says a lot. I also think that it's interesting that for a lot of black women, and I've encountered this myself, it's not a a factual thing as far as the world over, but in my personal experience, a lot of women have made comments around me or to me about darker skinned men being more manly. Yeah. Even a lot of of dudes, you know, straight, gay, and otherwise, darker men are more masculine. Right. Darker Mm -hmm. men are more, they're stronger. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. You know, I've had people, I've had, <laughs> I've had girls be like, you know, I like, I like pretty guys, so I like you. Or dudes say, well, you know, I feel like, you know, you're, you're like, you're like, a, you're like a light skin with curly hair, so you need to be protected. What mm-hmm. the fuck is that? Right. You know, like right. it's, it's so, it's yeah. so funny it's how, yeah, and like it what, is. and the thing is, when you make comments like that, what are you saying about black people? Mm-hmm. What are you really saying mm-hmm. about us? Right. You know, right. that you know, like that's like to be yeah to be mixed with anything else other than black is a step up right right exactly what's that about right yeah that's (sighs) yeah and actually no go ahead i'm sorry no i was gonna say the one way i do get it is i know like from my parents time particularly from my dad when i hear some of his stories i know that again in places like the deep south my dad was surrounded by people who could pass for white yeah so their lives were literally better yeah and and what i mean is yeah when you could pass for something other than black, you don't have to worry about constant assault. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you can walk into the fronts of stores instead of through the back. Mm-hmm. You can, life has so many more doors open up. You can get jobs that right. a black person couldn't get. So it was clear and distinct. Right. But what's funny is that's still carrying over now. Yeah. And now we can get deeper. Cause I, and the thing is, a lot of white people claim to be ignorant of this, but I think that subconsciously they encourage it as well. Right. By like, I, I know certain casting directors, it seems like they always pick, there's a lot of black people on TV, but it seems like, like for example, with teen girls on TV, mm-hmm. on Nickelodeon, yeah. on whatever the channel, any mainstream network, they always look biracial. Not that there's anything wrong with being biracial. Right. I'm literally 50% black. Not that there's anything wrong with being half, but it's not like they're seeking that out. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you can't, they're not going to put a dark skinned girl right. up, you know, who looks the clearly won't African. Be as well. exactly. yeah, yeah, it's like she's got to be. Yeah, gotta have long straight hair. Mm-hmm. Gotta have like caramel or lighter skin complexion. Yeah. She has to look like she could be something else. And one yeah, thing I've noticed, exactly. she one, has to look ambiguously black. Yeah, she has to look one ambiguously thing I've black. about that as well is that they always have them like if there's a romantic involvement, yeah. they always have them with a white person. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting because yeah. I even mm-hmm. thought back on uh, what was it, Vampire Diaries, mm-hmm. and the what, the witch. What's her name? Bonnie. Bonnie. Yeah. And even though, and Cat Graham Me. is half black and half white. She right. is. Yeah. But. Yes, yeah, and even Olivia Pope. I was I was about to say that, and then the first <laughs> black guy she get with. <laughs> exactly. You know, oh wait, well, second, she was with the. Uh, that's right, she was with that one black dude. Um, what's his name? Young Bill Cosby. I wouldn't yeah. even know. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> have you seen him? I have. He not. does look like a. You young have Bill Cosby. seen him. He's oh. the guy who played um. In Broadway store yeah. star. 
Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, but he didn't last. Norm Lewis. Yeah, Norm Lewis. Yes. But he didn't last. She had no connection with him. <laughs> no. Also, also, they had no real chemistry. Though. They didn't know. I was like, yeah. is he? But anyway. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> no, I was just gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say that example too. So I know you guys can't see what I'm showing these guys right now, yeah. but this is what I was going to post. Yeah. Earlier. Uh-huh. Just to see what. You know, like, and tell the people what is it? I mean, okay, so it's it's a picture of me I recently posted on Instagram. Actually, the last picture that I posted on Instagram, mm-hmm. but I went to make a change um, on the picture in Adobe Lightroom to make me look dark skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was gonna post it in in lieu of the topic tonight, mm-hmm. yeah, just to see what kind of reaction reaction. You know, like if this were me, how would my how would my life be different? Because in yeah. the black community essentially your whole life could change just based on the how light or, well, dark, you, or dark you are that's crazy this which is, is kind of ridiculous to think about yeah you know? one thing i have not liked all my life um particularly my dc life i feel like i kind of i was born and raised in new orleans but i feel like i kind of became a man in mm-hmm. dc because i was kind of forced to immediately be on my own mm-hmm. but and i did most of my most of my significant relationships most of my like mature significant relationships i had in dc and one thing i noticed that with a lot of people that i would date and um, and I say people because if you listen to previous podcasts, you know it was women, and then it was men. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I realized that I was a type for them, mm-hmm. and I realized that when they would show me pictures of their exes, they thought they could be my brothers or my cousins. Right. Like, the resemblance was uncanny. Right. And I was like, and I and I and I've shared with Michael before. I know, and probably them you too, Demarcus. That I, I felt some kind of way. It's one thing to have a preference, but there were times when I was like, do they want me because of me? Right. Or am I just a type that they like? Right. Yeah. You know, because yep. you had that image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I have a certain image that they that they yeah that they like. And right. one thing that really bothered me, and Michael knows, there was a guy in our class that there was a guy in one of our group classes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to name places, even though right. it wasn't their fault. I mean, Briasia Productions. We had voice classes there. What's up, Briasia Productions is Don't wonderful. They had no awesome. Con- they had no they control are. over who was present in the class, so right. I'm not bashing them at all. We still work with Briasia Productions to this day. They're they're mm-hmm. great, and we would have voice classes at Briasia Productions. And one of the students who come. Would give me such a hard time, mm-hmm. and he always seemed to have this chip on his shoulder, like I was talking down to him, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What is the deal?" And through talking to him one on one, I realized that he had all these ideas in his head that I thought I was better than him because I was quote unquote light skin, mm-hmm. or because I had quote unquote good hair. And I was like, "Dude," and that and that just gives us a further look to how he must have been treated because this person is dark skin, yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, and had. And well, he even yeah. and he even went so far. We Has did a, a different type we of did a he's told me this and we even did an exercise where he kind of shared this too, like yeah. a freestyle exercise where he told me he was like, you know, it's easier for you. Mm-hmm. Someone as far as success. And he was like, if I was lighter skinned, he's like, I'd have more followers online. I would have an easier time booking gigs. I would have an easier time getting fans. He was like, You don't know what it's like. I even had I don't know if you remember this too. Wow. Back years ago when we did a mm-hmm. workshop, our um I don't give too many details, but we did a big workshop years ago, like mm-hmm. a, a retreat. Yeah, and one of the people I had hired to help me out, <laughs> she was very professional. But we had a heated debate at one point because I was talking about how about being black, and she was and she scoffed, mm-hmm. and she was like, "You don't have a right to be black. I mean, you don't have a right to talk about how hard it's to be black." She's like, "You don't, you don't know what it's really like." She was like, "Unless you're blue black like me." She's like, your experience and my experience are very different. And she was wow. very heated. Mm. I remember it was awkward because we were in a car together. It was an awkward ass drive. Because mm. we were like going to get lunch or something. And she she got re- she turned real fast. She was she's she's a very dark skinned woman. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't think twice about it. Mm-hmm. But apparently you could tell, you know, when somebody reacts in such a way that you could tell something had really been on their mind. Right. right. For yeah. a and minute. just waiting. Yeah. Like it was like, she, like right. exactly. Like she was just waiting for it. Like I stepped on that Claymore, you know, like, boom, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> Claymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you say that, of course, <laughs> automatically I think about anime. Anime. What's going on, Teresa the Face Ma? How you doing out there? Right. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Let me play a devil's advocate for a second. So let's say someone's listening and they're like, yeah, but dark skinned people can be successful and they're beautiful. What about Lapita Nyong'o? Is that how you said Nyong'o? Yeah. So what about her? Soft G Nyong'o. Oh, thank you. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Nyong'o. 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 Yeah. Yes. So now what about someone like that who (laughs) is dark skinned but very successful? What do we say to that? They're a rarity, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I think Lupita Nyong'o is beautiful, but unfortunately, I think, so I think there's there's something to be said. I think it's a, one thing studies have shown in the past, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be quick to quote a study, is that 
rarity is almost always seen as beautiful. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. a whole bunch of people have brown eyes, the person with green eyes is going to stand out. Yeah. If a whole bunch of people don't have beards, the person with the beard is going to stand out. Mm-hmm. If a whole bunch of people have long hair, the girl with the short hair is going to stand out. Yeah. So um, on the media, in the media, all you see is light, light, light. Look, Beyonce, Rihanna, like amongst black women, how many, how many really truly dark African women? Yeah. You know, you see? like yeah. you know, classically ethnic African features. Do you see? Yeah. So Lupita stand. Well, for one, she's just beautiful. I think she is. Anybody she's, she's gorgeous. Yeah. But I think that um, the rarity of her beauty being featured in the mainstream media is a part of why it's like, oh, you know, it's like, whoa, this really stands out. Yeah. And the thing is, I tell my students a lot. If you've studied with me one on one. I develop a few artists. I'm developing a few artists presently, and it's a reality. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, and I'm gonna tell you, I get a, I've been approached by producers, by labels, by whomever in regards to certain female artists, and and I'll be told flat out, you know, she's kind of dark, mm-hmm. you know, and wow. stuff like that. And so, can you get her with some long hair? Mm-hmm. You know, then I then I could work with that. And it's it's a sad. It really I think is. for men, it's a little. It's a lot easier, mm-hmm. but for women, because again, dark skin is like man, you're man, you're masculine, so it's not really against you necessarily mm-hmm. in 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 a, in a lot of ways but for women i don't believe this but i know a lot of people perpetuate this idea that that's beauty yeah that beyonce vanessa williams yeah you know right kind of yeah, yeah. Look. yeah. and th- and for those who are listening the reason why this goes so deep is because people are being judged marginalized and their self-worth is being challenged based off their features right alone you know what I mean? Missing opportunities in their career, being told that they're not worthy of love. Skin bleaching creams that cause yes, cancer. Yes, and I, and I, and I want to get into that. Yes. What about, you know, I used to hate growing up and, well, as I got older, not when I was really young, but I got older and I would see black people who would want to wear color contacts to have lighter yes. eyes. Oh my gosh. They would want to, And they never know, look cute. And never, never. They're especially never the purple and blue ones. You just oh look my like gosh. a demon. Don't make me throw this mic across the, the floor. Or the cheap ass ones that the almost everybody gets. one that you get at CVS. <laughs> that make you look possessed. <laughs> right. Looking like a damn zombie. I was like, this is a Halloween costume. Looking like a right? zombie. With bright ass Take green that eyes. shit out your eyes. <laughs> Come like on a, now. <laughs> Come on! Looking like you, you got was, purple eyes. Looking like you was possessed by a scroll. Oh, right. Shout out to my brother because my brother damn sure used it. I remember he walking in the house with them white contacts on once. Oh, Lord. I was like Brandon. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm calling. Yeah, he knows I'm calling him out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of that's not even human. Though, that's right? not right. <laughs> so that's not even trying to be now, white. Ironically, when when I was a he little some purple ones. When I was in elementary school, I did <laughs> want lighter eyes in elementary school, but mm-hmm. not like a green or blue. I right. saw a picture. Maybe this was a clue that I was going to be gay one day. I don't know. But I saw a picture of wow. this wow. Be gay one day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, back then, I didn't know. I didn't know back then. One day. One day. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Know. <laughs> no, listen. You know how when you think of back and like, was there signs? Was, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, anyhow, I saw this gentleman and he was a he was in an army or something. And um, he was brown skinned like me. And he had like a nice chisel face or whatever. But he had these bright, like, brown eyes like a light brown yeah, eyes yeah and i was like oh that looks so good or whatever and i remember i was like i want my eyes to look like that and i don't know if that was any type of societal thing that well, was like you i know, think we're indoctrinated from me. a very young i've had i've had yeah. talks to my dad about this where i was trying to explain explain to him that um oh well, i don't mean explain as if he didn't know right but um have y'all heard about the doll study oh gosh yes, yes. yeah <laughs> and so, they've repeated it recently yes they and have. the findings are still the same well, go ahead you go don't ahead. know it was yeah. a part of what led to the integ- integration of schools mm-hmm. um in this country because the whole separate but equal thing and the doll study showed yep. that at a young age black mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. had a very distinct understanding that they were separate and not equal so they had a black right. doll and a white doll, mm-hmm. and not literally, but like a brown doll and a pink doll or whatever, a peach doll. Right. And they would say, which doll is the smart doll? And they would mm-hmm. hold up the white doll. Yeah. Which doll is the pretty doll? And they would hold up the white doll. Which doll is the is the bad doll? And then they would grab the black doll. Mm-hmm. Oh, which doll is the and, ugly doll? Yeah. And right. then what, yep. what, yeah. what, exactly. And then what hit me was that, what killed me was, and the studies were so horrific, you know, it ended up like leading to all sorts of change. But what was really fucked up is that the studies had been, um, redone mm-hmm. like every few years yeah even in recent years results. and kids and the thing that was there's a video on youtube where there's a little black girl she's adorable and they're like which doll is the ugly doll she points she picks up this black doll and it's like which doll looks like you and there's a moment of 
like this agonizing realization like oh shit i'm That's the me. ugly bad mm, right gross like i'm i'm the ugly doll these kids are not old enough to understand the historical context of racism exactly or all that that entails but already from media and stuff yep they know mm-hmm. i'm inferior and they're internalizing and they're in, exactly because i know that growing up for me all i saw was white people on tv mm-hmm. yes why stuff like saved by the bell and i know they had lisa but yeah. they don't really count. <laughs> you know? And and I was just I just remember being a kid and very innocently thinking like, wow, white people have so much fun. Yeah. And black people, if ever we were featured, Power we Rangers. always were ha- we were always sassy. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> or, or if we were superheroes, we always had the super we strength. The, we we never had like strength, the intellect. Exactly. Yeah. Or you know, yeah, we, always were good weapons. we were always right, super, weapons. super athletic and super <laughs> aggressive. Right. Power man. Right. Black right. Panther. Right. What the fuck? Or like the hawk, the eagle dude with Captain America, his oh, little yeah. his little side bitch yeah. with wings. <laughs> you wear wings and you shoot. Right. <laughs> like wh- why don't we get real powers? Exactly. Ever? Like we're never telekinetics. We're never telepaths. Right. And as an avid comic book reader growing up, I was like, how come we don't ever get real powers? Like mm-hmm. how come we don't? And when we do get real powers, like AKA Storm, Storm, yeah, we're downplayed. At least, at least in the at movies. At least, movies. At least in, in the, the movies. movies. Yeah. Yeah. But even because well, the yeah the comic books definitely did her justice, but right. movies. But yeah, in the movies, look what she, she's a side. She up there. And honestly, even in the comic character. books, they Europeanized the, the fuck hell out, out of her. They did. They did. Long hair, blue eyes. Blue eyes. Yes. Pinch little button Pinch. nose. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. A Kenyan a Kenyan woman born and raised in Cairo, Egypt. That is so you crazy. You know, the only thing they had really consistently African about her was her skin tone. Yeah. A lot right. of comic book artists basically drew her as Jean with brown skin and white. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? That's so true. That's, that's <laughs> she was so basically crazy. Jean with different colors. Yes. So, you know. That is so crazy. Oh my god. The way they the way they drew her ass. But um mm, Yeah, mm, but mm, some mm. sometimes you get a comic book artist who would just really go there yeah give her black woman's body and everything right mm-hmm. <laughs> I, i've seen a couple of those and i say couple, I mean, literally no i mean what they were like you know how at the end of a comic book they show issues yeah like, that type of thing right you know and i the funny going back to the bleaching thing i had a friend oh, actually yeah. just a few years ago i don't know if you remember this but who told me he was dead serious too that he wanted to bleach his skin and get a nose job yeah and he's a young dude mm-hmm. like at the time he was like in his mid-20s and i was like what the hell he was like yeah he was like you know i'm just tired of looking like this mm. i want my life to be a little easier and i was like crap yeah and and i was like dude like don't like mm-hmm. it really messed with my head i was like yeah. you're serious because mm-hmm. like, it sounded painful he and he had researched it yeah and he was like yeah well you know my grandmother had got it done mm. and i was like what the hell dude don't mm-hmm. that kind of self-hate but i i get it and I, the thing is yeah. i encounter it now and what's so funny is to be totally honest and I know right now everybody's so heated about Baltimore and stuff, but the way my hair is, I'll get more compliments from white people mm. than I will from black people. Mm. I'll have white people saying, oh, I like your hair like that. And black people be like, mm, why is your hair like that? Right, right. You know, like, right. uh, why is it like that? Mm. Like, I thought you had good hair. Like, yeah. why are you doing that? Yeah. Tell me, why am I letting it be curly? You know, like, you do realize <laughs> that without beating it to death with a brush and a whole bunch of grease, this is what it's inclined to do. Exactly. <laughs> right. This, exactly. This is what my hair in actuality. Speaking of hair, how, do. how often growing up did someone want to touch your hair? A lot. Did y'all get that? Actually, I got that, that too. To me a lot. Me too. Yeah, me too. It happened to me a whole did lot. Did it annoy you? Actually, no. Me neither. Mm. Only because no, I just... in New Orleans, being a darker Creole person, mm-hmm. I was often kind of told that my hair was like the one identifying factor that yeah. let people know. Yeah. And the thing is, it was like for me with girls, it was my way in. And a yeah. lot of girls cared a lot. They're like, oh, you have good hair. Right. And especially when I right. used to brush it low and it was all wavy and stuff. Yeah. And exactly. I was like, oh. And so it's not, what's so funny is by nature, <laughs> contrary to what some people might believe, mm-hmm. I'm genuinely and sincerely not a vain person. And so growing up, I really didn't care about mm-hmm. that or how I was viewed. Right. And, um, but I did care about how it was treated. Mm. So I didn't care about being handsome or not, but I did care about fitting in to mm-hmm. some degree. Mm-hmm. And the fact that girls liking my hair made it easier to talk to them. Yeah. I liked that part. Yeah. You know, and what's funny is too, and when I got into the industry, I was taught by people who I worked with that you've got to use what you've got and you got to get over this yeah, whole an not caring yeah, yeah. thing. And, it's interesting because I get inboxed a lot mm-hmm. and people say a lot without realizing what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting what people choose to volunteer to you, yeah. right, what kind of information. And it's funny what people choose to mention. And yeah, and people mention black people in particular, mention my hair a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and they, I had like I said, there are those people who are like, oh, why don't you get like a haircut, boy? Right. But then there are all those people. There are those people who are like, oh, you know, you got that kind of, you know, yeah, you yeah, know, good hair thing. It's so it's funny. Messed up. Growing up, hearing you know you have good hair and your skin complexion and all this, I never heard that from white people. No, growing up, I only heard from black people. But yet, I still felt like on the outskirts with my black brothers and sisters. <laughs> I still didn't feel like I fit in, even though they were praising how I looked and stuff. I still felt like on the outside. So let's talk about that a little bit. I know we kind of mentioned it earlier about feeling um, at times disconnected. Well, I'll say that for bit. me, and this came up through some of our talks about Baltimore and stuff, and we're yeah. talking about how I know um, I've shared this with actually another good friend of mine, Tyler, if you're listening, what's up, that um, ironically, <laughs> some a lot of my friends who didn't grow up around black people seem to be very pro- pro-black and militant now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And But I grew up around tons of black people. In New Orleans, I went to public schools. Mm-hmm. Most of the people in my class were from the hood. Yeah. Like yeah. literally from, you know, Calio, Josephine, whatever. Like they were from the projects, like St. Bernard, like they were from the hood. And um, it wasn't so much because of the way I looked per se, but it's because of the way I acted. Yeah. Mm, I know um, that was the case for me. And so <laughs> I, I talked about that last week. Well, <laughs> well for, for me, what I mean I know. more so I know. is my interest, like in New Orleans rap, and I know it's like a lot of black America, but New Orleans really, really supported local rap artists. Like nice. before y'all knew about Lil Wayne and Cash Money and stuff, they were very big where we were, mm-hmm. like we really supported the crap out of local artists. Yeah. And I was so sheltered, I wasn't allowed to listen to music at 10, 11 years old, a bunch of cursing and stuff. All right. But a lot of people around me were. Mm-hmm. And like, I also didn't know a lot of the slang. And so I stood out like a sore thumb. Also, I would raise my hand in class and read books and shit. Like, you know, I didn't really, right. like, I wasn't familiar with the rap oh, stuff. And also, gay nerds. You know, and the thing is, I wasn't, and what's so funny is, I wasn't given, I was never given a hard time in, in any part of school with being gay. Well, for one, I didn't even think I was. <laughs> so that wasn't even that wasn't even the issue at the time. Mm-hmm. It was more so I was just, but I was definitely a nerd. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. what's funny is at the time with white people, I felt at ease, mm-hmm. like they weren't judging me in that way. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't seen as, especially as I got older, I found that black women, and I'm sorry, but a lot of y'all feminize intelligence and you feminize education That's in men. True. And so yeah. you you kind of see a real man as a neanderthal mm. and you just do and i don't care you can get mad at me if you want but i talked about this with marcus arsenal on his podcast as well my younger brother he's experienced it um yep. and like i said I've, I have d- I've dated many women and i know and i've talked i talk a lot but i listen 10 times more and i hear the things you look at our music sierra kelly you know destiny's mm. child a lot of these women have songs about how they want a thug they want a real man i need they a want soldier a, i need a bad boy good mm-hmm. boys don't know you know all this stuff like i need a, i need a rough roughneck i need a heart you know and so i know in new orleans it was kind of like if you had a vocabulary that was too extensive or if you read too much or if you didn't curse enough or if you didn't fight enough you weren't really like a real man Mm. and so i was actually told that a few times and i was i wasn't (laughs) this hyper i was not a hyper aggressive let's fight at the first like i grew up fighting a lot in junior high school Mm -hmm. um not because I was starting it, but because fights were started with me. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, oh, you think you better. And so I was, I walked down how I get punched in the back of the head, you know, whatever. I know, and I know people don't want to hear this, especially in Louisville, the Baltimore stuff. One ugly aspect of our culture is we encourage a hyper-masculine ideal mm-hmm. yeah. amongst black men. Yeah. And that part of that is hyper-aggression. And part of that means in order to save face, you physically attack at the least provocation mm-hmm. and so if somebody disrespects you quote unquote by saying something you don't like you physically fight yeah that actually heroes me. Oh, mm-hmm. i'm sorry no i was gonna say really fast it didn't mind heroes had a character if y'all remember this character where he was a black yes. guy yes he literally fed off the fear of people around him yes and then went and beat them up and like yes. killed them but even think <laughs> anyway, about what was the other show the power that every black man holds. right alphas the alphas alphas he, was another one the black character the adrenaline rush the adrenaline and rush he and became he, really strong and really yeah. mad and yeah. Anyways, uh, what were you about to say? <laughs> no, I was going to say, it reminded me of this video you showed me where um, the little boy was getting a shot at, oh, uh, right. at the doctor's office. The or little black boy. Yeah, yeah, the little black boy. And, you know, in the background, he was he started to cry when the doctor put the needle in his arm or whatever. And um, you could hear the person behind the camera like, be a man. 
Be a man. Don't cry. Be a man. Don't cry. I want to take And he's, <sighs> tr- he's trying to fight like, back. He ends up crying out. Right. He does. Way. Yeah. Yeah. But then at the end, he's like, oh, I'm a man. Yeah. Know? I'm and a man. Give him a high five. I would just like to take this moment <sighs> right now to thank you, dad, for not doing that shit to me or my brothers. My dad yeah. did not raise us that way. He encouraged us to do the arts. He encouraged us to use words and to read books and to speak our minds yeah. and not to resort to fisticuffs and just... Thank you, because I some mm. of my friends, the kind of stuff they tell me about them growing up too, not particularly y'all, right? But I like my dad never made us feel any kind of way for being artistic, because all of my brothers are artistic. My brother Michael is very yeah. musically talented. My brother Stephen is very artistically talented. Marcus is talented in a myriad ways, and so we all have artistic leanings. Mm-hmm. And my dad never made us feel any less manly for that. He never right. taught us oh suppress your feelings, and that's what manhood is. I never got that, and I'm yeah. grateful. Because I, I watched as a lot of my friends got that growing up. And I was always like, damn, like, yeah. that is tough. Yeah. My so, dad was never like, don't cry, don't hug. Right. You know, we hugged each other. We, we would yeah, kiss on the cheek, you know. Yeah. We were affectionate. Like, it yeah. wasn't like this super girl. It's we so crazy what, um, especially black America, well, not just black America, Americans, but black Americans, since we're talking about it right <laughs> now, <laughs> how we identify um, femininity versus masculinity versus like other cultures. Yes. You know, like our European yes. friends. Right. And, and 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 all of that it's just so interesting it's funny it's going crazy. back to the gay thing for a quick minute mm-hmm. what i found funny is that even gay men do this gay black men yes. as well as as well as non-gay black people yeah. stuff that we find gay other cultures don't find gay they don't That's so true they'll they be like oh i knew he was gay <laughs> because he's acting like a, a whole well-rounded human being right <laughs> you know yeah right. you know because the way he talks and the way he acts i'm like you mean because he acts like an individual person right. you know like right like i know i remember i can remember being with um marcus and anthony new orleans and we'd be in my car we'd be driving somewhere we'd be mm-hmm. laughing ha 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 and we get out the car and anthony be like oh you know stop smiling and i knew what he we all knew what he meant mm-hmm. we we would eventually we would immediately go into this oh what's up yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- this I'm zombie fucking. mode of don't smile don't show a personality because they'll it'll be viewed as weakness, as weakness. Right. and to be a man means to be a mindless drone right you know to be, yeah what's up yeah you know everybody dresses the same everybody walks the same everybody mm-hmm. talks the same everybody wears the same kind of clothes and anything outside of that to exert to exhibit any semblance of individuality mm-hmm. was to was to be feminine right wow. and that's fucked up in our culture yeah, yeah. And, and it's 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 a black man thing in general and women and i'm gonna be honest some of y'all complain about black men good black men y'all contribute to it because y'all yeah. reward it yeah right. and y'all encourage it you know and and i've, cause I've, I've seen it mm-hmm. you know yep. yeah so that is true that just made me think about something um i've seen it since we're talking about the gay aspect a little bit as well um we would be told we're not real men Yep. Mm. So, as a gay black man, what is our response to what a real man is? Um, or is that for the, <laughs> is that for the next podcast? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but actually, no. That would be that would probably yeah that would be a that would be an interesting. But I, th- I think I, it's I, in, I can't give a short answer. To uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah. I can't either. That's also <laughs> so one that, of y'all would go. The only reason I, I'm I was hoping one of y'all would go yeah. first, but I'm, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. give a long winded no. ass response. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I'm turning this off. That'll be coming up. But but when we do address it, I think it is very important. Um, and not just for gay people, for straight people too, because obviously our definitions are um, fucking us up, and we we need to to do better with this. Yeah. Exactly. Because one thing yeah. that I would say, um, that I that we've been talking about amongst ourselves recently with the Baltimore stuff is that having I've been I've had guns pointed at myself three times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Same here. I've Twice. Been, I have not ever. And in, in all three cases by black men, mm-hmm. um, I've had a lot of fights with black men. In all cases, they st- I was jumped in every case. Um, I've taught in public school systems in New Orleans and in D.C. before a approaching my you know stardom took off. No, let me stop. Mm-hmm. But um, and I <laughs> and and and, and, and I can so. tell you, I told I told Michael this. At some of the places that I've taught, and I've mm. taught at a few, so I'm not going to name any because I don't want to do that. I know it could be, um, I don't want to defame any particular place, but the teenage black people I work with were so angry, mm. particularly the, the women too, but particularly the young men. Mm-hmm. And I know that hyper aggression, that ready to attack kind of mode that at times I was just like, I would leave the place angry. Yeah. And I remember my mom being like, Eric, you got to quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, but I'm giving back. Like she's like, Eric, you gonna go off on them kids, and you gonna be the one getting in trouble. Like yep. just quit now mm-hmm. because you can't keep. The thing is, it's tough, and we, there's some root issues. I'm not saying that it justifies. If you <laughs> if you if you see what I've been posting on Facebook and Instagram, then you know I'm not saying that it justifies the stuff that's been going on with the police force and stuff. But I am saying that 
we can't be so black and white like oh we're perfect little angels and they're the ones doing all this there's issues that we have mm-hmm. within ourselves that we as a black as a whole people we are promoting a hyper aggressive hyper masculine ideal and we mm-hmm. get mad when we're called out on it and then we wonder why people are seeing us as threatening when we encourage it on so many levels and we can't pretend to not know mm-hmm. that it's happening right mm-hmm. and so i feel like my brother marcus has this thing that he says that in order to really know yourself and to grow as a person you have to acknowledge the shit bag part of yourself yeah. mm-hmm. meaning that all of us none of us are perfect we all have something we have to be able to look at the dirty truth about ourselves as well as the good things about ourselves yeah. right, in order to really balance. make any kind of authentic, effective change. Mm-hmm. And I think that we as a, as, as a people, we don't like to be told about ourselves right. because we've been so honestly victimized for literally hundreds of years right. that we kind of, some of us feel like we're absolved forevermore of ever taking responsibility for our actions. And I don't think that's true. Right. And so I think that at yeah. some point we have to be like, look, we're perpetuating this mm-hmm. To some, like we have, we have a part in this on some level. Like I don't know about y'all, I've been in a situation where I've been pulled over by the cops, and I have friends who want to pop off, mm, and I'm yeah. like, dude, yep. dude, come on, like mm-hmm. this is Calm that actually happened to me. We ran the stop sign. Sh- shut mm-hmm. up, like so just I won't let say it go. His name, but because mm-hmm. they want to say pulled over, and he was just we can't be seen being dis- like, really? being disrespected mm-hmm. in public, so we want to lash out. Yeah. I'm like, dude, come on, like we can't shut up, right? Like, shut the fuck up, right? You know? Exactly. Like, it's, you know, they, mm. we can't be doing stuff like that. Got to use wisdom at all times. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess if you have the wisdom. If you don't have it, then. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was lazy. But no, um, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> we know. But <laughs> let us know. Well, in the comments section, and you know how we do, but let us know how you feel about let us know your experiences with the color complex. And I know that my Indian brothers and sisters, my Brazilian brothers and sisters, yeah. my Latino brothers and sisters, yes. I know a lot of y'all, my Asian, I know a lot of y'all can relate to the color hierarchy. And as part of it's a human thing, we, we devise caste systems like based on whatever we can. Yes. Part of that's a human thing. Mm. But let us know your experiences with it. And also, Dolphins don't do that shit. And also, <laughs> do you feel like... <laughs> You fit in with the culture that you were born into. Because I know that sometimes, mm. like, I, I relate to you, Michael, with feeling yeah. like, I am black, but I don't really feel like I all the way mm-hmm. fit in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I financially don't feel like I fit in all the way with white people either. I just feel yeah. like, yeah. I, I feel like I'm an independent. Right. I just, yeah. Like, I'm an independent contractor. <laughs> exactly. Just kind of right. existing. Like, on I kind of am just. <laughs> And some of my followers will joke with that I'm every race in the universe or whatever. And sometimes I own that. I'm like, you know what? Since, since mm-hmm. I'm an amalgamation of all kinds of crap, well, and not I'm to just gonna be every, not to jump. Real well, deep I guess again. brings it back to the light skin thing, right? No, yeah, <laughs> Eric trying to but, separate himself. But I have yeah, mentioned but. in that same conversation about fitting in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it and quit it and be done with it. I consider myself black mm-hmm. though. Just throwing that yes, out there. Yes, you black. Yes, I right. guess I am too. Yes. America lets you no, know because, no, because no, I know right. because I know America will consider. <laughs> I was about to say America right, will let you know. Yeah. America will let you know. Sure will. But um, one of the things that when I was thinking so much about the Baltimore situation and about how so many people, black people, are coming together and white people too in other cultures or you know Black Lives Matter, etc. etc and um you know we're all like yeah power to the people let's lift each other up you know let's fight for our cause and i was like i feel connected to that as well but as a gay black man i feel that if that element is pulled into the whole pool of things or the whole discussion then the same people who are right now who want me to fight alongside of them for black power would then turn their back on me for being a gay black man we had that issue with someone on instagram remember the guy i forgot his name Orin, O-R-R-I-N or something, whatever. Oh, okay. He was the one who always had the Black Power stuff, Black Panther, and really promoting you know, oh, the Black issues. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted he wanted us to look at the bigger picture and fight the, the the real enemy. And he wanted us to stand beside him and you know lift up the the core values of being a Black American. But the fact that we were gay, he didn't really accept us on that end. Right. You know what I mean? And so for me, I think one of the things that I struggle with is with is where I want to join in the fight when it is there to um you know uplift our people but at the same time being a gay black man for the person i'm standing next to do you really love me though and see this is precisely I why i'm not a fan of group think in general because also yeah, know a lot yeah. of white gay black i mean oh, white lower white gay black all right now <laughs> white gay men who are super racist and i think it's preposterous. Yes. i'm like 
you can't really afford to be, but actually they can. I'm yeah. like, but it's so silly to me that like you're racist. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. I don't like groupthink because it's right. easy to be like, we're right and they're wrong. Right. And I feel like the truth is almost always somewhere in between. Mm. Exactly. And I know that so many black people be mad at me for this, but it's just not as simple as we're perfect little angels and they're a whole bunch of demonic evil yeah. that all white people are evil conversely white people mm-hmm. it is not oh look at these ignorant savages no y'all have done a whole bunch of atrocious shit since right. how was america built again oh yeah. yeah that's right violence and how the thing america is historically and- historically and keep in mind i got plenty yeah. of white blood in me um despite how we appear historically white people have decimated and like raped the cultures and literally the people mm-hmm. of pretty much every culture they've ever encountered since exactly. since the since all of history yeah they've never just gently encountered a people right and just like they anybody who was different was automatically deemed historically white people have been Savages. xenophobes yeah and so anybody who's different is automatically bad yeah mm-hmm. and like hateful xenophobes so anybody who's anything different is bad anything different is is should be we need to change everything yeah we, we're still doing that shit now we need to go over there and give people our way of doing things so our way is the only way and it's the right way mm-hmm. and it's the you know yeah but and don't get me wrong i'm not racist against white people People everywhere are stupid. Yes. <laughs> I'm pro me. I just you know <laughs> so I'm, pro, right. I'm on my side. That's always. How, that's I'm just so big on empathy. I just feel like if we can really be empathetic, then we can coexist so much more effectively. Yeah. So. Yeah. We would have been off this planet a long time ago if all human beings got together like they should. Well. But that's just my two cents. <laughs> 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 because I need to get off of Earth, y'all. I gotta get out away from here. No, <laughs> well, hit us up in the comments. I gotta go home. <laughs> You're so silly. This conversation has gone to a weird place. Yes. Well, I am weird. That's true. So that's true. there you go. You're in. You're in. Um. There's your answer. You're in like company. Mm. We haven't even. T- <laughs> One day we need to talk about some. We always talk about shadow people. And well, I, that's and not I li- weird. I like that. Well. <laughs> shadowy maybe it's other. shadowy interdimensional figures visiting you while you sleep in a half awake half sleeping dream state right. that's not weird. it's pretty it's pretty normal now <laughs> apparently <laughs> so um yeah so no we will definitely get into some more quote-unquote hit, hit, hit us up yeah stuff. we will and um <laughs> excuse me next week i want to talk about haters oh yeah so just keep an eye out for that it's something haters. some stuff that came haters. up with with my students recently so i kind of want to and additionally what you that? mentioned earlier I, I i would like to touch on that What's what that? is the what definition is of a man? man oh yeah what is the definition of a man yes yeah. this sounds like a poem by man the definition of a man oh you know what by my i think to strong to black be fair we should have a, a guess at some point we got to get a female guess and let her give us a definition of what a woman is yeah, mm-hmm. I know. So I know. I know a few that I'm thinking about too. Yeah, and I think in the future, what yeah. I'll, we can start bringing in a few little celeb guests. Yeah, yeah. There. yeah. I'm gonna pull a little few, few little strings. Mm-hmm. See what I can do. See what we can do. See what we can do. See what we can do. Pull them strings. Pull them strings. 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 Pull them strings. All right, we're, we're out of here. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Y'all. Bye.